Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. All right, so I just thought I'd do a rebuttal to some of your comments here on my fuck Gillette post I put up there yesterday. I was being a little bit of a troll, but... uh, I mean, first of all, this was a call to a radio station. I mean, it's a two-minute jam fest where, you know, you're kind of rushed and it's tough to be articulate as possible when you don't have all that much time. But it's it's something I love to do. I've been a participant in Tom's show, and actually that's a station I was on for a while before before I made my remarks about Grape and Wine Festival, a nine-minute segment that got me fired. It was actually my best show yet and also my last show on terrestrial radio so here we go we've been doing some podcasting talking to some local politicians at least last term and and musicians um struggling to get the sound right and uh pull everything off here on a budget uh but yeah i, I love calling the radio show and i just feel like it's um my place to say what I think my truth is, my truth. What what I think truth is, the truth, not my truth. Um, but I traditionally have a short leash on 610 on McConnell's show. He doesn't let me ramble too much like some of the other callers. But uh, So it was a call to a radio station. You're a little bit rushed, and yes, forgive me if I'm not completely articulate. So... Hashtag fuck Gillette, fuck Procter and Gamble. So, I will admit, a brilliant marketing tool. This commercial by Procter and Gamble on Gillette. Um, uh, last time I checked it, I think it was, the video had only been up for a couple days, and it had eleven million views. So, much like my uh, Nike did, Nike with uh, Colin Kaepernick. Um, you know, these ad agencies or big corporations, they know how to design an ad campaign that's going to get some traction. And this one certainly did. Um, so I, I will agree. Yes, it's all about the money in this case, which is fine. I'm all for capitalism. Um, and it was a great ad. I mean, if you want to get people talking, then you certainly did that. I think uh, the blowback is severe. Uh, last time I checked, it was, I think, three to one down votes. I've never, very few videos do you see that are three to one down votes. Usually it's much more people like them than dislike them. But uh, this one got a healthy amount of blowback, and rightly so, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, I just wanted to take some time and kind of rebut some of your comments here and uh and go further into the issue because the issues are very deep and uh, i think the first idea is is that we are not at war with women men and women are not at war you know i've been on a deep dive and if you've been watching the podcast you've probably heard me say this that i've been on a deep dive of trying to understand why Men and women are so far apart these days and at each other's throats. And in my mind, the divide has become wider and deeper. We're getting further apart and it seems more nasty. 
And the same holds true for the political right and left and fascinated by what is going on here. I mean, it really seems to be a sign of the times where we're just at each other's throats and there's no discussion anymore. It's just name calling, at least on one side of the political equation. This is what I find the left, as soon as you disagree with them, they call you a racist, bigot, homophobe, and and block you, which is fine. Hey, if you want to unfriend, uh, be my guest. But we are not at war with each other. And I guess, as I said on, on a show, I think with Josh Mills the other day, the the failure is in the assumption that the gap is wider and deeper than it ever has been. I don't actually think it is. And that's, you know, when you start to research why something is, if the why is a lie, then you don't really come up with an answer. So in in my research, I think I came to the conclusion that we're actually not further apart. We're not at each other's throats more than we ever have been. But the extremes on both sides, the alt-feminists, well, we don't have alt-men's right acts to this. I don't think they're very popular, but we do have some radical feminists. Megan Murphy was on the show the other day, a wonderful lady, uh, and bright and educated and got some good takes, and I don't agree with all of them, hardly any of them, but it was a good conversation. We were respectful, and she is a lefty. She's self-described as a radical feminist, and the left has eaten her up because she's not left enough. She does stand for free speech. Anyway, it seems to me that the extremes just have a more, I wouldn't say powerful voice, but they have a bigger platform now with Twitter and social media the way it is now. I think the left and the right just are louder. The extremes are louder than they ever have been. And what I've come to understand, and I think this is true, that the the, the majority of us, which I like to call the the silent majority middle, the moderate middle, it takes up about 95% of us. And we have overlapping values. Uh, we have overlapping policy that we agree on. And so it's only the tail ends of the distribution on the ends of the bell curve where there's only a few people. And they have a really loud voice. And I think I consider myself to be in the majority moderate middle as well. I'm not, you know, I'm more a centrist. I'm not, I used to be more left wing than I am now. I'm still a socialist mostly as far as, you know, when it comes to like power and drinking water and healthcare and things like that, I still have strong socialist values. But um, it seems that to me that the right is the only side of the political spectrum that's saying no. You can't stop us from speaking. No, this is free speech. No, you know, first and second amendments are important in the states. And so this is what I've been on the deep dive about is trying to understand. Uh, but then if if the question is a lie and the question being why are men and women so far apart these days and at each other's throats, then, you know, you're not going to find an answer to that. So. I um in in my deep dive and my fascination about this subject 
I came up against uh, personality types and the big five personality types. And I find that very interesting as well is that men and women are different. They um, stereotypically fall under different categories of the big five. Oh, sure, you have your exceptions. And, and I'm not an absolutist. I don't speak in absolute terms most times. Um, but the this personality type, um, liberals and lefties and conservatives on the right are actually born with that hardwiring in the brain, the temperament, uh, as it falls under the big five personality traits. And I don't know if you've ever done uh, research on it, but it's it's interesting, and I would encourage you to do that. So... I mean, some of it has to do with your upbringing. I get that. And again, I'm not speaking in absolutes. There's exceptions to all everything I'm going to say today. But, you know, stereotypes are accurate for a reason. <laughs> because, well, because they're accurate. Um, so, you know, your lefties typically fall under the openness category, sometimes the agreed, agreeable personality type. That tends to be your liberals. Uh, you know, they, um, they're not fond of boxes. Uh, they color outside the lines. Um, rules are there and should be respected, but we could change them if they don't work. Borders, same thing. Um, you have your actors, your artists, your creative types, um, your teachers. Those are typically your left-wing predisposition. And then the right is your conscientious personality type, and that subdivides into a couple more traits, they call, I think, of conscientiousness and industriousness. So the conservatives aren't creative at all. They love their boxes. They hold fast to the rules and their laws. They um, will often be religious, um, they like strong borders. They don't color outside the lines and they don't have a creative bone in their body. So it occurs for me that, and this, and we'll get to men and women in a minute, but I'm trying to, you know, put this in context. We need each other. The liberals invent the businesses. The lefties are the inventors, the entrepreneurs. They, they, create beauty aesthetically and economically the liberals are very bright um, in the creative department it comes naturally um, but they can't run a business for the most part <laughs> they don't have the personality and the temperament to be managers and to run businesses now on the opposite side of the scale you can probably guess where I'm going with this the conservatives do, but they don't have a creative bone in their body. They don't invent things. They don't often um, start businesses. Uh, but after the lefties run their businesses into the ground, uh, the conservatives can keep them running or resurrect them, but they can't adapt to change as well. So, and I'm not saying that this is truth. I'm just throwing it out there. I find it to be an interesting conversation and a necessary conversation. Sometimes I troll. Sometimes I come out to be provocative. This was something I'm passionate about this call. 
And this punched me in the gut, this commercial. And not because I'm, in, I'm not insecure. I love women. You know, and I'm fortunate enough to be in a committed, loving relationship with I had no problem with uh, as far as commitment and uh, loyalty and things like that. My wife, girlfriend, is my partner in life. I mean, I love women. I have the utmost respect for all women, all people. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't have some hate in my heart, too. We all do. We look at someone and go, ah, ah. You know, because um, it sets something off in us. I don't want to use the word triggered because triggered is actually a medical term. Um, I know it's getting thrown around a lot lately. You know, people told me I got triggered by this commercial. <laughs> Hardly triggered. It did, you know, elicit a response from me. But triggered is a medical term that refers to something that puts you in a, in, in a negative state of mind, either fear or anger or violence that you link back to a past trauma. Uh, so I'm not triggered, uh, but I think it's necessary that we have the conversation. And you know what? For all the people out there that go, you just don't get it. This guy's an idiot. No, thank you, Nathan, chambermaid, cleaner room. Um, and I just bring some facts to the discussion for crying out loud. If you want to have an intellectual conversation, uh, you know, saying, oh, you just don't get it, or I'm shocked that you put this out here, or I'm surprised, or basically, I'm better than you, and I didn't know you were a piece of shit. Um, not cool. So, I mean, respect is earned. Uh, it's also taught. And I had a pretty good upbringing. My father's still alive and great guy. I'm trying to find someone that doesn't like Jim Fannin Sr., um, it's just a well-liked guy. I'm not saying I'm just like him, but I do have, <laughs> I look an awful lot like him. My mother, same thing. She was in the people business. She's been gone. Oh my gosh. It's going to be nine years in a couple of weeks that she's been gone. Oh man. If Claude's was here right now, she'd say, she'd be on my side on this one. She'd be like, shut up. Jill. Like, come on. Like it's enough. And even, you know, a previous girlfriend of mine, many times I've come with frustration of like, you know, we don't live in a rape culture. We we deal with rape. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the, the feminists, the alt-feminists have just, they've broken the leash. They've gone wild. And the, I see this as a, an attack on traditional masculinity. And I think we need more of it. Men are not, the majority of men are not toxic. They're not rapists. They're not bad people. And they're respectful. They want the same thing women want, to be loved and to have a secure life and to have somebody to share that life with and to have food on the table, to have a family. Men, less so than women, I think. Typically, women, you know, desire a family more than men do, maybe. Um, and again, there's I'm not speaking in absolutes. There's an exception to every rule. But, you know, I, I have a niece. I ha had a mother. I have a stepmother, which I love. I get the door for women. I almost always get the check. <laughs> um, I mean, get the car door. I could take. I get the car door for my niece. 
every time. I don't have to. I don't see many other people do. In fact, when I had Brooke at the mall a couple of years ago, I, I got her door and the guy looked at me like, and some women, when I go up to the door to open it for them, they'll be like, what, do you want me to drive? I'm like, no, I'm opening the door for you. You can sit in the passenger seat. <laughs> um, I love women. So I'm not here to try and justify my take. I stand firmly in the space of my convictions of what I said the other day. It was a little rushed. It was a little hasty. And I could have maybe taken my hat off. <laughs> but I'm passionate, can you tell? And so to my friends out there, Chrissy, and no, it's not about the implants and the hair color. I guess maybe you misunderstood what I was saying. I was saying that there's pressure on women to look perfect. Men don't have that pressure. Men can let their hair grow, their faces, beard come in, and they don't color their hair. They don't worry about looking fat as much as, like, well, there's a lot of pressure on women to look well. Uh, good. Makeup. <laughs> I mean, guys, some guys wear makeup. Not many. I don't have makeup on now, even for the camera. So, Chrissy, I love you. And, um, yeah, um, implants and hair color are where it came up. I don't have pressure to get implants or color my hair. You see this? It's, I'm fine with it. And I'm not saying that you have to let your hair go gray, girls. I, whatever it does, if it's for you, then great. But I think there's a lot of magazines. I think other women put pressure on women to look good. I, man, uh, women don't treat each other all that well all the time either, you know? Like, that's no big secret, you know what I mean? So uh, this idea that we're at war together with each other, I think is inaccurate. But, uh, yeah, the, the ad made me angry. And somebody made a comment the other day about, hey, did you notice that all the white guys are the perpetrators and all the colored people are the ones breaking it up? I haven't gone back to watch it again. It, for the first few incidents, it did seem like that was what was going on. So the Social Justice Warrior Corporation, Procter & Gamble, maybe that was intentional. I don't know. I, again, I haven't gone back and looked at it again in, in slow motion or anything like that. But, um, you know, this idea that we have to be accountable for each other. Absolutely. Um you know how rapists and pedophiles are dealt with in jail? That's accountable. <laughs> they don't fuck around. Someone was just murdered the other day uh, in jail. I think it was a pedophile or a rapist. We deal with rapists severely. Absolutely. Some get through the cracks, and it's wrong. Some have light sentences. That does not mean we live in a rape culture and we take this shit lightly. We do not take rape lightly or sexual assault. And women are not victims. Some women are victims. I get, I get it. But as a whole, women don't need coddling and extra protection and affirmative action to lift them up anymore. And we don't oppress women. Now, there is oppression of women. I get it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. But men as a whole and society as a whole and the system as a whole doesn't hold women down. They have the same opportunity to succeed as men do almost virtually now. And in the past, we we're all oppressed with economic conditions and sicknesses 
and lack of technology and limited resources. And I mean, there's all kinds of oppression on both sides. So I just can't stand for this narrative, the false narrative, in my opinion, that women are oppressed in society these days. Yeah, things are not always fair, but women don't suffer systematic oppression, uh, in my opinion. And so, yeah, I get, I get angry. Um, it, uh, it pokes me and my passion just flows. And uh, I've been passionate about the gender issues that we're facing these days. You know, the Jordan Peterson idea that he's not going to use compelled speech and made up words to, you know, um, be mandated and pressured into using specific language. I get that on a free speech issue. Uh, you know, I understand it and support it. Um, if you're a man that is dressing like a woman or transitioned to female and you want me to call you Tracy instead of Tommy, I'm fine with that. Now, I live in St. Catharines, so I don't come across this a whole lot. I don't know that I have many transgendered friends. I can't think of one. Lots of gay friends. Uh, maybe not lots of gay friends, but I have gay friends. I love my gay friends. They're the most fun of all of them. Oh, is that a stereotype? Love my gay friends. Um, but this idea that we we are oppressing women is something I won't stand for. And that's what this video says. Absolutely. Respect protection, kindness. I'm not against any of that shit. <laughs> Who would be against that kind of stuff? It's like saying, yay, rape. No, no, I'm not cheering sexual assault on. I'm not saying that men are better than women. We are different. I got a phone call earlier that kicked off my, as I go to airplane mode, that kicked off my recording. And uh, <laughs> I, had to, I had to start over. I got most of it, so I'm just going to pick up from where I thought I left off. And uh, I got left off by saying, you know, we're really not oppressing women, especially men, holding women down. That's just not a thing that's happening in Western culture these days. And that uh, we don't live in a rape culture. You want to look at a rape culture? Look at Saudi Arabia. How about that? That's maybe somebody or a country that tolerates sexual assault and uh, and rape and honor killings and stuff like that. Oh, my God. This will probably get me banned from YouTube and Twitter having to take like this. Um, so I don't know if I said this in the first part, but uh, who's cheering rape and sexual assault and bullying? Yay. Yay. No, that's not happening. <laughs> Maybe by some psychopaths, but like not me and not the majority of men. Okay. So, um, and the social media shaming and bullying that I've come up against here, I, I, I will, um, I will say good on the people that called. And good on the people that privately messaged me. Um, I don't think we got too far with any of the issues. We're pretty much going to disagree on them. But 
it's better to take it up privately. And uh, Chrissy Lou, Chrissy, Chrissy, I love you, Chrissy. Um, but this is not about implants and hair colors. I was just making the point that women have a lot of pressure on them to be perfect. The photoshopping, the airbrushing, and the magazines, and the pressure from other women to be perfect. And I don't know, maybe men too, I guess. I don't know. Uh, that's what I meant by pressure to get implants and color your hair. You see? I'm good with it. <laughs> but there's so many issues that fall under this. I don't think you can just say, you know, uh, social justice warriors, Procter & Gamble, um, without talking about the deeper issues. And for me, uh, the breakdown of the traditional family is an issue that I take seriously. We've taken men out of the homes. Uh, in the black community, 80% of the homes are single mothers. Not good. Uh, if you look at a video by Robert Bly, who is a white-haired, eccentric, old um, poet, he, you can find this on YouTube. It's called The Gathering of Men by Robert Bly, B-L-Y. It was done in the 70s, and it really discusses you know, when the men were taken out of the fields where they were self-sustainable and, and producing their own food and things like that, the, the boys were standing beside them and there was a certain amount of um, food that they were given just by being in close proximity to their father and they were taught um, just by being close to the, to the men. And then we put, you know, industrial revolution came and men went into the workforce and took the, the father out of the home. When the father came home now, as many fathers probably still do, they're tired, they're impatient. They don't have the type of time that they used to have. And now our kids, our, our boys, are mentored by gangs because they don't have strong um, elders, male elders in their life. And who, who's going to argue with the fact that the traditional setup, the man, woman, and child, the triangle that makes up the family unit, is has been successful for thousands of years. I don't think anyone is going to... So I get it. Single parents can be effective. doesn't mean if you come from a single family home, a single parented home, that you're, you're going to be a bad person. But who would wish that? on Who's going to say, oh, I'm going to go out and be a single mom? I, that's not... <laughs> and now that women are going into the workforce since the 60s and 70s when we, you know, invented birth control pills and sanitary napkins and things like that and giving women more freedom to go out and work. Um, we don't know what the impact is going to be on the on the girls taking the women out of the home. So anyways, Robert Bly, I would recommend going to check out that video. It's called The Gathering of Men. It's it's pretty cool. Um, and I don't, maybe you won't enjoy it, but I, I found it uh, pretty enlightening. Um, so get back to uh, the oppression you know men don't have it so great these days uh, boys are failing in school 90% um, of the inmates are men um, testosterone can be a nasty thing and also can be a good thing obviously we fight the wars we um for the most part, I'm not saying women don't fight the wars, but for the most part, it's men. Um, we commit suicide at a higher rate. We're far more successful at suicide attempts than women are. Um, we're twice as likely to be alcoholics, drug addicts, 
mental illness. It's far more rampant. Um, I should say that the upswing of teenage girls committing suicide is concerning, and I think that's a lot of social media pressure because girls have a lot of pressure on them on social media. Um, you know, and kids in school, uh, boys in school, like I, I would have been labeled hyperactive, you know, small desks, big boys, testosterone running through, coursing through their veins. <laughs> um, and this um, labeling them with hyperactive disorders and putting them on medications and, and uh, well, it's just, it's uh, concerning. And, uh, and we're limiting their playtime and, and wrestling. You know what the best thing for kids is? Unsupervised playtime. <laughs> Not when the bubble wrap parents come in and protect them from everything. They need to grow naturally. And uh, unsupervised playtime has been limited much. And uh, the impact is huge. And so men and women are different, but we're more the same than we are different. And, you know, I guess I'm coming around to this whole idea that um, we need each other. The left and right need each other. Men and women need each other. We've come a long way together. And hopefully we have a long way to go still. We're better at different things. For crying out loud, women are responsible for perpetuating the human race. But you can't do it without us, right? <laughs> uh, bad things happen. Absolutely. Should we look the other way? No, we shouldn't. Should we hold men accountable? Absolutely. And I think we do. You know, should we look the other way? You know, even when I see something on the TV and you see bullying on TV or I want to, I want to go and physically punish the bully. <laughs> I don't stand for disrespect, for bullying, for misogyny, for any of that kind of stuff. Who would cheer that on? And <laughs> some of these, uh, Triggered responses here are great. Nathan Chambermaid, clean your room. <laughs> Did I say that already? <laughs> um, you know, when you come on my wall and call me an idiot, um, ouch. Um, Chris Fiddler, she shared my post. Thank you. And when she shared her post, she put, talk about toxic masculinity. He needs help and perhaps a neuter. Okay, Chris, I don't know who you are, um, but you think that I should have my testicles cut off or surgically removed? That sounds kind of violent, no? And not very um, tolerant. Chris Fiddler, that's nasty. That's nasty. Ouch, I don't like that. Um, Steve Stumble, Lord Stumble. This is nothing more than a new marketing strategy to gain attention to a product through outrage. I agree. I just like it. And he went on with uh, Nathan Chambermaid back and forth. Um, they didn't get too far. Uh, Timmer. Oh, we discussed it back and forth. I think we'll just agree to disagree. But we did privately. Swing and a miss here, Fannin. Okay. Patrick Burke, love you, Burke. 
and uh, and Jimmy. I love you both. Agent at uh, Sally McGar. Fannin, as a man, as well as a father of an 11-year-old son, I have, I have precisely zero problem with this. That's fine. Your opinion. You can have issues with the company, but the message is indisputable. Well, apparently it's not indisputable. I'm disputing it, so it's disputable. What well, it makes it indisputable? Because well, there's only one truth, right? When the opportunity arises to speak up and stand up for a woman, boy, person being objectified, bullied, or marginalized, we should do it. No shit, Patrick. You think? Fucking virtue signaling, motherfucker. That's it. That's all. If that's crap, then I'm at a loss trying to understand your perspective. Take a breath and try some perspective. I think I've got all the perspective I need. I appreciate the condescending comment. Oh, you asshole. Mickey Merkin gets in. I concur. I'm not a huge fan of the big corporations like this, and I actually believe that it's cleverly, clever, clever marketing banking off social trends today. But the message here is human decency, kindness, and respect. I'm not for that. I don't, I don't think we should have human decency, kindness, and respect. Mickey, come on. No shit. Lefties. Kyle Gordon, appreciate we agree on almost everything these days. Allison Burton, I love you. You are one of the funniest people I know. This commercial is for women. Gillette isn't even trying to talk to you. <laughs> Emily Andrews, it's a weird rant. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Matthew James Blake, um, dude, you said that um, catcalling, we always going to be catcalling, won't ever stop. Well, I don't think you're talking about yourself because I don't think you're like that. Um, but you're right. Some men will always catcall. So yeah, you're right in that point. But you got into it with Emily, one of your best friends' girlfriends, <laughs> Sarah Murphy Dyson. I love you. Um, I respect you, and I know you've been through some stuff as a professional dancer, and you're really, really shocked by my mistake on this. You're so kind of respectful in life, and that's the basic message of the ad. Big old WTF to this post. Um, Sarah, I can have a take and still respect and love you, and I'm not advocating for the mistreatment of anyone. Christine Gazzola. I think you might want to watch the video again, Jim. Uh, McConnell said the same thing. Um, thank you. I don't need to watch the video again. My take is not changing. I'm a big boy. I have an opinion. And it's based in fact. <laughs> From what I can tell, Kevin Lydiard is a shit disturber. <laughs> Nicely put, he said. Andrew Little, toxic masculinity is just another term for malcontent females. Uh, probably some gender studies halfway looking for relevance. I ignore and reserve the right to mock. Now, that is funny. I ignore and reserve the right to mock. Yes, I do reserve the right to Hey, Zach Thiessen, you're so this is what people are talking about, eh? LOL. Zach, you've come back three to different times to comment on this um, on two different days. So who's the guy with too much time in their hands? Uh, <laughs> Chris Fiddler chimes in. Hmm. Shocking this dude is single. Well, I know it's hard to believe. I know. Guy like me, single. A monster like me, single. It's, it's... Yes, such a shock. Um, Heather Hying, I put uh, a post up there about that. 
Emily uh, Weir Grant. Yes, it was. Okay, so um, that covers about all the comments again. I'm not an apologist. I um, stand firmly in the space of my convictions. Uh, life is painful for both genders, sexes, and we're far from perfect. But this is the greatest time to ever be alive. We're more progressive and we've come further in a shorter period of time. We're lifting people out of abject poverty at a higher, faster rate than ever. More people are getting drinking water around the world. Technology, like, well, who would want to come back at a better? This is the best time ever. Um, we are on the same team, believe it or not, and we need each other. And we've got here together, and we've got a long way to go, hopefully, together. And this sniping is not helping. And I think it's mostly born of the proliferation of the extremes on the very minority of the left and right and men and women on the on the extreme polarized ends of the distribution as I talked about before but uh, this goes much deeper and touches on issues that are important to me and um, I got some stats here at 25% single mothered homes single parent homes in the states 90% of them are mothers <laughs> Canada 22% a high percentage of them or mothers it's not cool man uh, we made it way too easy for the men to bail and a lot more men would bail if <laughs> if uh, it's in their nature uh, not all of them but um, we've made it way too easy to break up the family home and uh, that's all I'm gonna say about that I think my first take was a lot better. I'm going to post this, and I, uh, I value your input. I look forward to it, and you're not going to hurt my feelings. Well, you might for a little bit, but then I just say, fucking who cares? You guys can't possibly. Chris Fiddler, you don't know who the fuck I am. Nathan Chambermaid, you, you have no idea who I am, and you think that looking at me on social media is going to tell you who I am? You get a better indication of who I am in this rant, maybe, than a two-minute rant to a radio station where I'm passionate and pressed for time. Um, so I appreciate the comments, but you don't know me. You're not in my bedroom. You're not in my head, and you don't know about my morals and my convictions and my faith and all that kind of thing. So don't judge. You're not perfect. I love you all. Peace out.